From the Bob Barley Studios in Orlando, Florida, you're listening to The Diz Unplugged. Hello and welcome to The Diz Unplugged Roundtable Discussion for November. <laughs> the week of November. For the Enjoy week it. of November. From Orlando, Florida, I'm your host, Pete Werner, joined this week by my good friends, Therese Ackles, Julie Martin, Corey Martin, Kevin Close, and John Magi. Back in the Peanut Gallery, Kathy Whirling, Walter Eccles, Little Baby Ferris, and Max the Intern, who was just dispatched for sandwiches and soda. <laughs> Love having an intern. Uh, in this week's show, Teresa Eccles uh, will tell us about some current discounts and specials available in and around the Orlando area right now. We're also going to discuss the recent announcement about the new Disney Cruise Line ship, the Disney Dream. And uh, David Parfit has his interview with Andrew Zimmern, the host of Bizarre Foods, on the Travel Channel. All that plus this week's news and roundtable rapid fire on this edition of the Diz Unplugged. Well, welcome to the show, everyone. Uh, first, sorry that it's been two weeks. It's been two weeks since we've seen each other. It's like... Feels Who like are forever. you people? I know, right? Um, just, you know, typhoid's been going around the table, so. And my, my throat is still... Does anybody have, like, a halls or anything? I do. I can hand sanitize you. Yours are candy, what? Teresa. Those are candy. Okay. <laughs> it works for me. They might taste John, like my pocket. Yeah, John just pulled these out of his underwear. It has fuzz on it. Keeps them warm. <laughs> is there a contest for the sickest podcast? Like, literally? The sickest podcast. I think that would be us. Why do you say that? I don't know. It's hard, though. I mean, we have, what, they have like eight or nine people now, right? Yeah. I mean, the show's grown. Especially this time of year with what is going around and has been around. I mean, when I found out that Bridget had had the swine flu. Oh, when he's I, saying sickest podcast, I'm thinking like mentally nasty. ill. Yeah, I was too. I'm thinking, okay. Like, well, health wise. Really? I mean, like too twisted for color TV? <laughs> I was so afraid for you, Walter, and especially your mom, because she's so much older. I haven't yeah. been exposed to her. Yep. Ooh. Well, fortunately, Bridget's, uh, Bridget's better. She's back in school. It's good. good. The other thing we've got to keep in mind, too, is we're doing this every week. You know, there are shows, Now, I'm not saying that we're equivalent to a TV show, but there are shows that take, only record and do stuff for a certain amount of time. So the odds of us taking a week off is going to be greater. Yeah. We're doing this 52 weeks a year. so 50 this year. Well, I'll actually just, well, no, I think maybe 48. Um, that's because um, I just wanted to let everyone know that uh, the December 14th show that we're going to be taping at Dizapalooza is actually going to be our last show of the year. We're going to be taking the rest of the year off for the holidays, the last two weeks. Um, I had uh, really regretted not doing that last year, and I figured, you know, the Dizapalooza show is going to be a great way to, uh, you know, to end the year. And uh, so I just want to let everybody know that, that the last two weeks of, uh, of uh, December, we will, not, we will not have a show. Cool. Teresa looks at me and goes, did you know? I, I said, know of course I knew. I said, him. I'm in oh, the loop. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know, but it doesn't matter. <laughs> I so, thought you were calling me loopy. I, I didn't know what was going on. <laughs> we can if you want. <laughs> Could make it a six show. So we do, have, we do have quite a bit in housekeeping. I have no idea how long the show is going to be. We actually have a lot of content, but we're trying to pare it back to make the show a reasonable length. Um, unless you don't want us to do a 
an email show, but I think they'll kill us if we don't do an email show. So. They're already asking for a longer show on the boards. I was about to say, they will not be disappointed with the longer show. Let's do a real long show and then a little tiny one email email show. Then we show. can, but I can't, I'm not going to be able to do an email show tonight then. Oh, it's up to you. If we yeah, do an whatever. ultra long show, let's just, just keep on talking. Yeah, one big show, <laughs> two parts, part one, part two. Well, my, we do that every week with an email <laughs> show and discussion show there. <laughs> She did Einstein. have that gleam in her eye that was like she came up with something new. It's unreal. Okay, I'm, telling I'm you, at home alone for two weeks. Only person the I see is she John. works for us. The more she's turning into Bob. I'm, I'm waiting Bob. for the mustache and the balding to start. <laughs> I get that fixed. <laughs> and they make Rogaine for women now. Yes. She got a can of spray on hair. I'm good. I'm good. Um. So, where the heck was I? What my fault? A lot of housekeeping. A lot of housekeeping. We have a lot of housekeeping. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> uh, first and foremost, um, some of you were uh, uh, in the right place at the right time on the iTunes store earlier in the week when very much by accident um, a pre-release version of our iPhone app uh, e-ticket um, was released onto the store by accident. And a number of people did download it. Uh, and I say this was a pre-release version. A lot of functionality was not in that version. Um, My blood pressure went through the roof when I saw it. Yeah, poor Corey had a meltdown. <laughs> I bought a copy. Um, but it's... Uh, I did, too. Really? Did you? Mm-hmm. Oh, wow. Well, I wanted to see Max bought a copy, too. Apparently. Hold on. Maxwell. Max hates it when you call him Maxwell. You're Max? Yeah. The dog. I don't know about the dog. Yeah, the dog complains to me all the time. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Sorry, I've been pent up. <laughs> really? Hey, you know what? Let's give him an unedited show this week. Cool. Three, no two. No cursing. <laughs> yeah, really, no cursing. Three, two, one. So, um, yeah, e-ticket got, uh, got, got uh, released. Uh, accidentally, I think it was only up there for a couple of hours. Um, well, for, starting at twelve a.m. that that morning, all the way up until we pulled it off of iTunes. About what time was that? I think it came off at around four p.m. Okay, so it was how, up. How'd you day. find it? How'd you know it was on? I mean, who just I people, found out from the board. People yeah. went out there and oh, were searching really? for it. Yeah. Was Josh surprised that people were out? Were smart enough to go out and like seek it out? Yeah, he. We, we we both had a few exclamation points in our emails to each other. Yeah, <laughs> checking. We must be checking every day. Well, in that, doing so. this for ten years, ten plus years now, we know. We know you have to yeah. really cover yourselves because people are smart. Oh, you're yeah. gonna figure. Oh, they will out. figure everything out. They figure everything out, and it spreads like wildfire. Yep. Yep. I mean, you you look at how many people posted on just, that, but then you look at how many people viewed it. I'm like, oh, and man. I was like, you know, and I think Corey Corey put it right on the boards that it's like. Having someone, your house is a mess, and someone shows up unannounced, <laughs> and it's like, no, you can't come in. Then they start inviting um, all their friends over. Come yeah. on over. Come look. <laughs> so that's a scary thought. Yes. Well, it is. but that's kind of what it felt like when you know. It's like we're not we ready. Out. We're not ready. Really? Stay so outside. The uh, the release version, the one that uh, is set for release, uh, has a, has a bit more functionality. We fixed a lot of issues. Uh, between the version that went out and the one that we're going to be releasing, hopefully next week. Uh, I just got the word that it's an active review. So as soon as uh, Apple finishes reviewing it and giving us the all clear, we will release it. So hopefully within the next week, 
Uh, we will not, believe me, you're not going to be able to go anywhere on the site without seeing it, so you'll know. Come to the site, boards, diz, when they end, When we found it on the, the website, or when people started posting that they found it, we each went and got it. And I thought, that wasn't a lot of fanfare. I expected a lot more. <laughs> <laughs> What do you mean? I expected there to be some announcement. I didn't expect it to just oh, yeah, yeah, pop up. We said, I can't like, believe no one announced this. It's my new marketing strategy. Don't <laughs> tell anyone. Surprise! We had a cruise and no one showed up. Right. So there's that. And uh, I also want to encourage everyone, because you only have a few days left to do this, uh, the Orlando Sentinel is doing the Orby Awards this year for Best Blog. Oh, Orby. And we are in the running. We're like number two right now. We're number one. Are we now number one? Yes. Okay. Well, in both categories or overall, overall best and, overall blog and best travel. Yes. You get an Orby. Don't ask me what an Orby. It's is. a roast beef sandwich. It's a, it's it's a certificate. Oh, it's a certificate and some advertising oh. on their website. I was website. thinking it was a trophy that looked but like a sphere. We're gonna have yes, a link to it. it. We're gonna have a link to it on the show notes page. Marinade Dave's right behind us. Marinade <laughs> Dave. That's who that we're in competition with. I would hope so. <laughs> no, actually, it's a news site. It's oh, not is about it really? Marinade? Marinade Dave. Okay. That's interesting. interesting choice of name. I know. I had to go look because I wanted Although to. Although I guess people could say the Diz Unplugged. That's an interesting choice of name, too. So, yeah. It is. It's all subjective. It's a good choice. So. Good times. Um, what else do we have for housekeeping? I know John came in here with boxes full of stuff. Oh, I have something to say. Okay, good. Can I speak first? first? Sure. Over here on this side. Um, credentials. Everything will be mailed out by Saturday. People are running to their mailboxes in the snow in their underwear for these yes. things. For those okay. of you who don't know what she's talking about, there's a Palooza and our Toy Story Mania party. In December. In December, the credentials have 25 been... days away. Go ahead. It is. It's coming up fast. God almighty. Uh, she means badges. She means badges. Badges are the credentials at my house. And Klaus has personally touched each one for you. Oh, <laughs> oh lovely. <laughs> hey, they're excited about this. So they love my Klaus. Klaus is wiping himself... <laughs> On the, I on have the something. Before we go any further, I have something that's a little a little sad. We mm. lost one of our Diz board members this past month. Um, Gabby's mom, Vicky, uh, posted that she needed some pixie dust back in October. That she wasn't feeling well and that she was going into the hospital. Oh no! And we all wished her well. And a couple of weeks later, she came back and told us how she was doing better. And she had posted that she was back and doing better. And then uh, not too long ago, the beginning of November. Excuse me. <clears throat> the beginning of November, uh, someone found, I forget who it was, I think it was one of our moderators, found a post in the welcome board that her mom had posted that uh, Vicky lost her fight with pneumonia. Oh, my wow. God. So we lost Tragic. Gabby's mom this week, or this month. She's a nice nice person, mm-hmm. good poster, yep. good supporter. Well, I assume oh, yeah. she was a mother her, by her name. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, she was. Gabby is her daughter. So, so. God bless her family oh and her kids. Yeah, really. Keep them in our thoughts. And I just wanted to, um, before we went any further, at least make mention of that. All right, well, thank you, Kevin. What else do we have in housekeeping? I'll go after, if you don't mind. Go ahead. I just want to mention, Corey and I, two weeks ago now, two weeks on Friday, we went to Universal for the Down Syndrome Family Fun Day. And, um, oh, that's right. Universal was awesome to us. We had about 400 people that divided us up into groups of like 25. We each had two to three, um, I called them wranglers. <laughs> <laughs> but chaperones right. who took us around and let us enjoy the ride, see whatever shows we wanted. Um, 
then at the end they had like a little character meet and greet uh we had a guy who spoke to us and um was very excited about us being there because they have several people um one of whom we know james that works for them in the culinary department but we had a fabulous day and they were just totally awesome to us and all the chaperones volunteered their time for that day it was an unpaid volunteer that's Um, really yeah i know you you were telling me how great uh, how great it was it really was well, kudos to Universal. That's yeah, awesome. They they did a good job. It's a shame Disney doesn't do something like that. What was the deal? You can get in for free? or was it well, a- All we had to do was pay for a shirt through the association, $5 a piece for he and I. And wow. that was it. That's we awesome. showed up. We get in for free. We had to buy, buy our own meal, obviously, but yeah. they gave fast passes for all the rides. And they gave us 25% off all our food. Uh-huh. Yeah. Can you imagine? They really did an awesome job. Well, I mean, I can never take anything away from Disney in terms of the philanthropic work. Exactly. But it's really nice to hear that Universal. A local, you know, they're doing something for local people. And, and yeah, I mean, because what you're describing is basically a VIP tour guide Mm -hmm. experience. Yeah. Yeah. Where you have the guide, backdoors onto the rides, uh, tells you all about things as you're walking around the park. It was it was very nice. That's awesome. And at the time. end, they opened up the um, the Fear Factor stage. That's where we all met, and they brought the characters out. So we had so the you had a private Fear it was Factor a private meet and greet. Yeah. yeah, homemade cookies and big bottles of water. Nice, <laughs> cool, very cool. So I just wanted to mention that. I have one more too. The restaurant that I've been raving about in uh, Hunters Creek, Nonos or Nanos, uh, closed this month. It's no no more. No no more. <laughs> uh, we sure. ate lunch there on a Friday. <laughs> And decided that we were going to be out and about on Monday and called up to see what kind of soup they had. And the little phone had been disconnected. They closed over the weekend. Well, oh. At least you know it's because probably because of the economy and not because there was like a rat infestation. No, no we, ate there, we ate there on Friday. And um, we're very, very sorry to hear that. As they should have gotten thing. Gordon Ramsay to come in and turn their restaurant around. <laughs> they didn't need to be turned around. It was just it was in a bad location and it was just they weren't getting the business. But the weird thing was I didn't. I said, well, maybe something happened to their phone. So I actually drove out. <laughs> I want to see for myself. Literally pulling the sign off the building with a crane. Wow. On wow. Monday yeah, that's closed. Yeah. Another victim of the bad economy. Yep. So I, I have one to- more, too. The um, Dizapalooza merchandise store was released a few weeks ago. Um, it's uh, cafepress.com forward slash Diz Shop with two S's. Go buy your we'll have a link there. to it on the show notes page yeah. as well. Yeah, it was posted on the boards, panties. but for those for those of you that don't go to the boards, <laughs> I love you're that. such a troublemaker. I'm sorry, but I saw that I, once in a while I go on the boards, and yes, there is Dizapalooza panties. No, yeah. Diz unplugged. Diz unplugged songs. songs. Okay, so, no <laughs> for the party animals. <laughs> I love it. Who authorized that? You, saw that? you had to put that up there. Who me? Oh, Corey, it was so funny. He's like, "What do you think about these?" I'm like, "Well, if they like us that much." Then to keep this. Ew. I just want to see who buys it. <laughs> and there's boxer shorts. I bet you Dave. Pa- I bet you Dave Parfit has one. <laughs> no. That's when he shows when he wants to do an interview with somebody. No. I'm official. You want to see my credentials? <laughs> Dana, call us and let us know. Yeah, really. You should set up a stripper pole at uh, the Toy Story Mania meeting. Oh Lord. I also want to remind people that we have a thread on the boards about the Diz Unplugged Book Club. The Dizzers Book Club. It's pretty lively. Okay. Are we going to get to these boxes? I know you're hungry. <laughs> I'm starving. <laughs> I want to know what's in the boxes. They've uh, been open. Yeah, they have been open. They've been... We've yeah. had weeks to reset. I know. We have received several boxes from several of our listeners. We want to thank everybody for what you send. I want to remind <laughs> folks, please try not to send perishable items... Especially in Florida, even though it's winter, it's still going to be hot. But 
I was managed to get to these rather quickly. Um, hang on a second. <laughs> well, he's got to take the headphones off. Apparently, he has to use his ears. <laughs> <laughs> Helps him lean over. That's pretty. This is a lovely box from uh, Skip Potter, Justin Jett on the boards, and his family. Oh, he told me yesterday that was for me. As a thank you. Who gets the box? I think we should paper box. It's absolutely beautiful. Thank you very much. Oh, my God. I'm keeping the box. Oh, Skip. Hey, how does he get to call it? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I actually don't want it. It's been in our house for a while. Can we draw straws? He's not king for another two months, baby. (laughs) Uh, We 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 had lunch with Skip Potter yesterday. And he is just a terrific, terrific guy. Well, wow. Skip, this is incredible. Oh my God! Wait, look at this. That? Put this in there. This is the no. We have to take a picture of this, <laughs> so people. No, people have to see this. This is it's gorgeous. Where's your iPhone? Treasure Teresa? chest. Hmm? Where's your iPhone? My iPhone. She's Teresa, the queen just of taking and that. And that would look Facebook. so great in my office. She is the queen of taking iPhone photos. Ooh, smell inside. Chocolate. Teresa's going to use it as a feeding bag. Chocolate dipped Bing cherries. Really nice. Just gnaw on the chocolate. I did not know those were in there. What? There are chocolate covered Bing cherries in there? Yes, there are right here. I let you have first crack at it at home. (laughs) He must not have been. He didn't have his eyes in. Apparently not. (laughs) We have. uh, That's just lovely. Really, Skip, that's beautiful. Thank you so much. Thank you very much. Thank you, Skip. We received another box from Cindy Foster. Cindy said, uh, I thought I'd give you a break from the standard edible treats and send the gift of music. This is my husband's new CD, and I've included a copy for everybody. Cool. So we pass that on. We actually opened it up and listened to it. It's not our style of music. It's more country, but he sings very well, and I think that if you like country music, you'll enjoy that. Julie has a country song stuck in her head right now, huh? Yeah, Yeah, Julie. (laughs) Not like your favorite Mariah Carey song. It's working all week to put beer on the table. It is the funniest song ever, and I know working there are so many of my friends in Louisiana that love on that the table. song. Oh, isn't that lovely? Yeah. I'll have to listen to it. I'm not a big country music fan personally. It's so funny. Bradley Foster. Cool. But some songs I can listen to. Life is hard. Love is easy. Randy Foster? Radney. Radney, Radney oh, Foster. And The Confessions. The album is called Revival. Until and Radney is R-A-D-N-E-Y, Foster, and The Confessions. These are all like themes of my life oh, it's until her, it's, it's gone. It's her husband. I didn't realize that. Maybe you said that and I just wasn't paying attention. She's I'm a pretty little... sure I said it. Yeah, I wasn't paying attention. Kathy said it. <laughs> I was distracted by the chocolate. Say it again. <laughs> really? <laughs> we received another package from Jamie Walden. Who's Tiggerbell on the boards? Apparently, she had, they had pins, uh, pens made up, and I'll hand it over to Pete, and he can read it. And this is um, this is for the December trip. Tadapalooza, <laughs> December tenth through the fourteenth. Grab your tiara and join the fun in the parks. I have to tell you, <laughs> I have, what is what does this mean? Tiara Todd. You know, tiara Todd. Yeah. Okay. Todd is John Agor on the boards, and he has been working John very. Gore, that's how you say he okay, has been working very hard. He's got a whole spreadsheet, and he's been keeping track of everybody's uh, unofficial events. When we were on the cruise, people were people. Is that kettle corn? Oh Lord! Quick, finish your story before I open the next box. People mentioned the fact that they ignore, that everything was going on. I'll just wait till you're done hugging the corn. <laughs> 
sorry. Go ahead. I'm listening. I'm listening. That sounds like a country song. It does. <laughs> Are you done hugging the corn? Todd has kept a, a spreadsheet. When we were on the cruise, people mentioned the fact that they didn't they didn't know what the events were going on that everybody else had planned. So Todd has been working very hard at making sure that everybody knows what's going on the weekend of Dizapalooza so that people can join whatever they want to join. So Todd is my adopted son. <laughs> the son you never had. Yes. Apparently. <laughs> oh, but too, bad, too bad Max is in the room to hear that. <laughs> Love you, Todd. Okay. Uh, the next box that Pete's already dug into is from Joe Giuliano. My name is Joe67 on the boards. I don't do a lot of posting, but a lot of looking. First, let me tell you how much I love the weekly podcast, well, almost weekly, and look forward to them each week. <laughs> Try weekly. Uh, while listening to the podcast, I heard Pete talk about caramel corn in, Disney, in Disneyland. Uh, so I thought I'd send you guys a bunch. Thank you for everything you do. Bless you. It didn't bless come you. around the table. Bless you. Show us. <laughs> And it's is from it? Joey's Kettle Corn. And there's actually a... Kettle? Is that different than regular popcorn? There's actually a oh, card yes. inside, so if you want to order your oh, own. Oh, it's delicious. You've never had kettle corn? Not to my knowledge. Oh. I'm eating little chocolate seahorses. They are good. It's like, oh, isn't so it like... It, it's like sweeter. <laughs> it's like candy It's like candy corn. Mm-hmm, but not caramel corn. N- kind of like caramel corn, but not like, exactly. But like it's better. It's popcorn better than ball. caramel corn. Is your one kind Jerry Garcia? Huh? He keeps walking back and forth. I know. I know. He's like there. the Mexican Jer- Jerry Garcia. <laughs> lost weight. He does. He's got the bandana going, and the. But I'll tell you, he's a great guy. I expect deadheads to be following him somewhere. <laughs> tie dye shirts following him, <laughs> setting up little tent cities, <laughs> laying out there in the sun. Cool. Groovy. Cool. Cool. Wow. Uh, want to say thank you to John and Catherine Lang. They sent us a giant box of uh, goodies. Now, I'm not sure if we should be uh, grateful to them or insulted. Yeah, I think they're trying to tell us something. Because it's all weight loss products. <laughs> so I think it's for Julie. It's a very I'm trying <laughs> to gain weight, people. Baby needs food. It's a very passive-aggressive oh, way. Apparently, baby needs chocolate. <laughs> Where's that caramel corn? But thank you very much, guys, for sending that out. I don't want to go through each There's one There's a box that went around. It, nothing goes oh, it stops. Them. It stops at Teresa. Oh, <laughs> throw you're it supposed to catch it. that. Well, he wasn't expecting you to <laughs> toss it at his head. You threw it over my left Maxwell, get away from that. I'm sorry. Hang on, let me go get it. Are you on the basketball team? <laughs> no. Can you get it? No. Okay, hang on. Would you like the box back? Here. Don't let Teresa throw it. We have another giant box of stuff. Um, oh, my god! I'm trying to get it. This is what happens when we don't do a show in two we weeks. We are 25 minutes into, into opening boxes. Trying to get through quickly. Um, That's all right. I mean, it is they what it is. Clark's. How nice. Really? <laughs> they knew our shoe size. I'm trying to find the name of the person who sent it. I've got to dig through the box. But, it's Clark. But the uh, little note on the, on the box says, Stuff in bag for Ferris. <clears throat> Stuff in bag. Sorry about weird packaging. We sent while on holiday at Animal Kingdom Lodge and had to use what we had. So mm. that's why they're sort of unusual boxes. They went to Animal Kingdom Lodge that's with shoe boxes. That's one of my favorite things to do for Christmas. You know, wrap something in something like a saltine cracker box. That's a bag of stuff for Ferris. <laughs> Saltines for Christmas. Ferris's little bag. <laughs> Saltine. Fanta. Ooh. Fanta. Fanta. <laughs> 
Orange Fanta. Somebody Honey sing the song. Fanta Fanta. <laughs> Do you want that? Want the Fanta? <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, this is supposed to be I like this your might, lemon. This might be a version of my uh, lemon, oh, yeah. my lemon soda that I like. I bet that's oh, what it is. It's made with real lemon juice. So. I see lemon. Pass that around. So I look another box of goodies. Pass it this way. I haven't seen this box. Nothing ever passes those two. Wow, look at this. I could throw you the cans when they got over here. Okay, the, these are really cute, but look at this, the clothing. It says, keep away from fire. <laughs> All right. It's a nice little warning. This is from oh, Mel and Richard Corduroy. Richard and Mel on the boards. Hold on, hold on, hold on. What was their name? Mel and Richard Coates. Richard and Mel on the boards. Well, thank you both very much. This is really nice. And it says, there is some lemon thank soda you. for Pete. Hopefully oh it's similar to the stuff you found in Australia. I would wear that if it fit me. Apparently they've seen photos of Ferris. They sent me the correct size. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you guys so much. That's very nice. Thank and you. It's so cute. And corduroy. Don't you love corduroy on little boys? It's oh, so soft. So cute. just doesn't do anything for older men. but corduroy. Yes, it does. It makes noise when you walk. Well, that's why babies should wear it where they don't feel it. Cool. Is that back over there? Yeah, I also want and lemon flavored Turkish delight. I also want Lori and Rick to know that we received their box as well, um, well their package as well, and I kind of screwed up. It was supposed to be a surprise. We were supposed to let Pete open it on the air and uh, be surprised by it, and I kind of just handed it to him. Um, Lori and Rick went out and had temporary tattoos made up for Dizapalooza. So for you folks attending the Toy Story Mania party. I guess Laurie and Rick are going to go be putting tattoos on people. Wow. Going home with a tat. <laughs> going home with Interesting. A cool. That's it's awesome. a Dizapalooza logo, so it's very, very cool. Thank you, you can guys put it, for putting you can that Put it so it shows with your thumb. Yeah, on one butt cheek. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's actually the Chinese symbol for soup. I was going to try and get that in there. Thank you to everybody who sent us stuff. Yeah, thank, really yeah, thank you all it. very much. It's like really. Christmas. It really is. We do appreciate it very much. All right. All right. That is going to do it for housekeeping this week, unless anybody else has anything else. With a microphone, you can. I just wanted to, to thank everybody that wished me well on my birthday. And I wanted to thank my daughter, who got some people on the podcast team to um, send in an email to find out what my favorite restaurant was. No, she contacted me. Oh, okay. Sorry, she contacted me directly. And that's, I just said, my anonymous friend from Facebook. <laughs> yeah, so I want to thank everybody. For and what was your favorite restaurant? Beer Garden. Yeah, my daughter sat there all through the restaurant all, the whole time we were there going, this is really your favorite I restaurant? I know. <laughs> she couldn't believe that. <laughs> oh, I have one more thing. Herring cake. Just oh. one. Real quick, real quick, real quick. The level God woman. Lee and Tracy Malaby. You know who that is? Yeah. Okay, the Therese. Okay. I, I met them on Friday over at the Magic Kingdom, and thank you for letting me make fun of your accent. I had so much fun. We spent like three hours walking around, and I said, oh, we're having such a lovely time. And I got to do my little English accent, and it was cool. We had I'm, a good time. I'm sure they were charmed. That did not sound English at all, by the way. <laughs> yeah, it sounds well, like you having a stroke. The, okay, Lee, after the first 30 minutes, I finally admitted I couldn't understand half of what he was saying, but then we got along really well. We had a good time. <laughs> And Raymond and Jade. Were they trying to get away from you? No. <laughs> I mean, like, were you stalking them, following no, them? No, no, no. We rode the train around. We had a good time. Okay, bye. I'm done. All right. That will do it for housekeeping, whether you have anything else or not. 
That'll do it for housekeeping this week. We're going to move on to the news. Our first news story, amid fears of the continuing swine flu epidemic, the Walt Disney Company is stepping up efforts to stop the spread of the swine flu. They have installed hand sanitizers all over theme parks, focusing on hotel lobbies and character meet-and-greet locations. Sixty hand sanitizers have been installed between Walt Disney World and Disneyland. Theme parks also have added health safety tips on their daily uh, guides, their daily in-park guides. Uh, this is uh, very similar to what they do on the on the cruise ship. Right, right. And, uh, you know, so it's uh, – I'm glad to see them doing it. They have somebody up on the train station with a fire hose as you come in. <laughs> yeah, right. I'm glad they're doing that, though. I mean, you can't be too safe with this stuff. Yeah, well, exactly, exactly. And I, I, I noticed that it came out uh, – that they did this right after the New York Times um, – put in uh, in the Sunday travel section, not this past Sunday, the one before, about fears of swine flu affecting uh, Disney World in specific. And I had actually been interviewed for that article. And uh, they had a post to the boards, which was really cool. How come they didn't quote you? I guess I didn't give them good enough information. I don't know. But this is what I said to them. Exactly what I said to them was that, you know, this is something that the cruise line has a great deal of experience with. That Disney is not... Uh, it, it is not uh, new to the concept of contagious uh, illnesses. Uh, they deal with the Norwalk, Norwalk virus on the cruise line all the time. Not that they have outbreaks of it, but I think because of the sanitation measures they take, um, that I think those could be adapted to Disney World easily enough in order to, you know... I, I don't know if it would be easy. I mean, D- Disney World's a lot larger than two cruise ships. But However, some basic things. If you put one of these at the exit to every bathroom, someone might be more inclined to use it. And at, it. The, en- at the, the entrance to every restaurant. restaurant. Yeah. Right, exactly. Um, you know, things like that. So um, good on them. See, how, it, uh, see yeah. how long it stays. Now, our second news story this week, the Los Angeles Times reported that Disney CFO, Chief Financial Officer Tom Staggs, and Walt Disney Parks and Resorts Chairman Jay Rasulo will be trading places. Uh, the article suggests the move is just one step for St- Staggs on the way to someday becoming president of the company. Staggs' new role will place him in charge of the company's theme parks, cruise line, and vacation club. Rasulo, who's been with the company for 23 years, will oversee the financial aspects of the organization. <laughs> <laughs> both Staggs and Rasulo have played exactly. Both Staggs and Rasulo have played key roles in shaping the company during their current tenures. In addition to executing the deal in which Disney acquired Pixar. Staggs was also instrumental in the acquisition of Marvel Entertainment. Rasulo was involved in the ongoing overhaul of Disney's California Adventure, as well as the opening of the company's Hong Kong theme park. Because that's really all you can say about Jay Rasulo that's halfway decent, is that, you know, he over, he's overseeing the uh, the rehab of, uh, uh, of California Adventure and, and Hong Kong. Um, outside of that, he's been pretty crappy. Uh, now I, I got a, a you know there was a couple of emails in the podcast account this week asking me what I thought about this, and I got to be honest, I'm ambivalent. Um, I don't really don't know that much about Tom Staggs. I know that he's a C- CFO. No, he seems pretty competent. So that's as much as I know about the man. Uh, you know anybody? Well, I shouldn't say anybody would be better than Jay Rasulo, but I don't think there's going to be any major policy changes here. I think we're just switching deck chairs on the Titanic. It's like a, a boring episode of Wife Swap. Yeah, really, <laughs> basically. And so I, I, I don't – it remains to be seen whether or not 
Tom Staggs can. However, it is a little disconcerting that they are putting the money guy in charge. Disconcerting, but not uh, not not surprising. Mm-hmm. Um, ultimately, the money guy's always been in charge ever since Eisner took over. And while that has meant great things for the company and it's meant great things for the parks in terms of expansion and investment in new technologies and new rides and things like that, uh, at the same time, you know, we've seen, especially this year, you know, we've certainly lamented about it quite a bit on the show. We've seen this year the focus on the bottom line and how the kind of impact it's having on the on the guest experience and how much longer is this going to go on for. So this doesn't, you know, this, this change doesn't signal to me that there's some kind of... Uh, uh, change in, in 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 philosophy at the top of the company. It just says this guy's going to be taken over one day. So let's make sure he's got some real experience on the parks and resorts side. He'll try and make a name for himself. He'll do something stupid. I don't doubt it. I give him sixty days. I give him sixty days before we see the first stupid thing come out of his office. But maybe that's unfair. Well, <laughs> but that's exactly what's going on in my head. I'm trying to be fair about it, but I give it sixty days. So, and in a related story, um, Tom Skaggs, Staggs, why, I keep calling him Skaggs because I, I used to work at UPS for a guy named Jerry Skaggs, and that name just sticks in my head, Tom Staggs, um, as their CFO released the fourth quarter financials for Disney last week, an 18% rise in earnings, and that was done almost entirely by the media branch of the company as a... Uh, that, uh, that revenue was up 14% over last year, whereas the theme parks and resorts division, a 7% decrease. So, you know, although the, stu- the studio division also was down 12%, so it's... Uh, it's all very... It's all... When it comes to the media and it comes to the studios, it's all very cyclical and it's all very nebulous because they could have that hit come out that really gives them an incredible quarter and an incredible, incredible year. But then they can have a flop like this Christmas Carol thing that with Jim Carrey, the 3D thing. Well, you know, let's let's define flop for a second. It did $34 million of its opening it weekend. It's a $200 million film. I'm not, I'm not saying that, but I'm still saying that, you know, for a film to earn $34 million in an opening weekend used to be considered, oh, my God. Now it's like, wow, you know, you didn't do $70 million. But you can't spend $200 million and then not have a blockbuster opener and you can't release the movie you know two weeks before Thanksgiving that's been a real discussion on our boards why was it released when it was released nobody's in that mood yet no nobody's there yet um, you know you're just putting the Halloween stuff away and they released a Christmas Carol it seemed a little early however you have something like Up that was incredibly popular that's now on DVD that's outselling everything oh yeah so it's all very kind of you know, whereas you look at something like theme parks, you can track the profits and losses, and you can see where changes are made. It really depends on what hits when it comes to media. So, I, I mean, I think it's great. I think it's great. The stock is up over $30 a share, which is fantastic. I think it's ter- uh, tremendously undervalued as it is. So I'd like to see the stock go up more. Yeah, well, like John was saying, uh, you know, uh, up – is definitely uh, is going to be big for them. One of the problems that uh, the media division had was this time last year, or in the fourth quarter last year, they had released Wally, and people have to understand that for Disney, the fourth quarter, their fourth quarter ends, their year ends on September thirtieth. Right now, we're actually in Disney's first quarter, so the release of Up is uh, is not going to 
uh, right. sure you know isn't so. isn't affecting you know last last year's uh, uh, numbers, but uh, you know at least you know in this economy that they can say an eighteen percent rise in earnings not too bad, not too bad. So now the other obviously the other big news story we're actually going to talk about in a little while was the uh, uh, the release uh, the the announcement about the Disney Dream and specifics about what the new cruise ship was going to have. Um, does anybody else remember what I said? It was going to have. I said some kind of roller coaster or some kind of. If you go back in our podcast, we talked about this. A long I said time there was ago. going to be so, that there was going to be some, and this was from years ago when they were first talking about it. Uh, there was going to be some kind of ride that extended off the side of the ship. We talked about that, and sure enough, there is a a water ride that shoots out <laughs> off the. Uh, the edge of the ship over the water. I mean, I don't want to tout ourselves, but if you go back and listen, there's a lot of things we're going to talk about that we predicted where we said they're going to do a lot more um, uh, affordable staterooms that will sleep five people for families, and they've done that with those Category 8s. So a lot of the information we heard was correct all the way back then. Well, I think they had the plans for this nailed down and uh, just... uh, you know, we're waiting for the economy, the, the dollar to be stronger against the euro. I think they're glad they did it when they, they pulled the trigger when they did. So, all right, well, that will do it for the news this week. We're going to move on to rapid fire, and who would like to go first? I will. Teresa. All right. A couple of weeks ago, I put out the word uh, question, when is your birthday? Put it on the boards and Facebook, and I learned quite a bit. I learned that um, a lot of our listeners are really old. I learned that some of our listeners are older than I thought. Uh, some are young. Ursula Shadow's really old. Did you know that? She, she's not mine. Are you trying to make friends? Yeah, I am. <laughs> One yeah, list- this, this new segment of yours is starting out great. <laughs> One listener even told me he, the time he was born, 1.05 a.m. I'm not going to name names, but Fire Dancer, you know who you are. Emil sent me his birthday, but not Yvette's birthday. What's that about? Okay, so... Here we go. I'm going to name off the November birthdays. Okay. Yeah. Once she gets done trashing everybody that, con- <laughs> that, that communicated with her. Yeah. This- okay. And if I mispronounce your name, I'm sorry. Don't know how to pronounce everybody's names. Okay. Are you ready? You've already called them old. So what <laughs> difference does it make? November 1st, Kelly Armantrout, who is Rennie's mom. November 3rd, Stephen Silverhook and Jamie O'Hare. November 5th, Aaron Del Prince, ADP. Happy birthday. November 6th. Marilee Westlake, Jeff Alves. Did I say his last name? Alves? Alves. Alves. And Laura Luke, November 8th. Kimberly Knight. Happy birthday, Kimberly. It's like the radio in the school. And Vance Cope. <laughs> I bet you, you were the person in the office who made me sign that card. <laughs> Passed around that birthday card. She signs in bubble letters. I and I always put does. glitter in the card, too. She was the one who did morning announcements in high school. I love morning announcements. Of course you did. <laughs> Stand for the Pledge of Allegiance. Okay. November 9th, Michael Alexander. That's Banner Mouse. November 10th. Except back then we only had 48 states. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much. Tim McDonald and Bill Morrison were born on the 10th. The 13th. Oh, that makes them Scorpios. November 13th is Lori Wagner. Oh, I'm so glad I know that. <laughs> the 15th, Sarah R. Buckle. 16th, Alex Navarro. And the 18th, which is tomorrow, is Todd Nav- Carrier. Navarro. Navarro. Okay. Well, so I told you I this is where it. people are getting up and going to the bathroom. No, they're not. <laughs> okay. They're excited. And when you start singing Happy Birthday, Kevin. Okay. The 18th, Todd Carrier. The 19th, Bruce Evans. The 20th. <laughs> Sorry. 20th was a big day. Leah Zanola, Webmaster Leah. It's her birthday. Betsy Thomas, Chuck Denyer, 
and Mike Holland, who is 37 this year. He was born in 72. Pam Barton. <laughs> Pam Barton was born on the 20, 21st, as was Lynn Smith, who is main gal. Jason Pinnell is also born on that day. He's farm boy. She has a binder of uh, I'm telling you, November she's got like birthdays. A <laughs> it's a big month. 22nd, Matthew Fry. That's Disney Day Tripper. 23rd is Ann Barber. It's Ann B. and Mark Boyd. 25th is Shelley Holland. 27th, Rick Eichmann. 28th, Jennifer Grone and Carrie Terrell. And a happy birthday to my sister, Brenda, who turned 75 on the 28th. Does she listen? <laughs> no. And she's not 75 either, But so I can say that. So this is the one we do every month. Oh, good. Happy oh. birthday. Oh, exciting. Mr. President. <laughs> <laughs> I'm done. Next person. All right. Well, thank you very yeah, much, great. Teresa. Mrs. Martin, <laughs> with Sleeping Child. Um, Thanksgiving Day, dining at Disneyland, which everybody knows Thanksgiving is on the 26th this year. And if you didn't know, what rock have you been hiding under? Um, there's going to be a Thanksgiving feast at the ballroom of the Disneyland Hotel. It's going to be from 2 to 8 p.m. And then the Napa Rose will also be offering a Thanksgiving menu. This will be from 2 to 7. Then Goofy's Kitchen at Disneyland Hotel. Storytellers Cafe at Disney's Grand Californian. And Characters will be at Storytellers. And then also Disney's PCH Grill at Disney's Paradise Pier. You can call one 781 Dine <laughs> to make reservations, but prices and times are also subject to change, so be aware of that. And be up, there'll be a link in the show notes page that uh, will list all the prices of the different Thanksgiving feasts. Great, thank you very much, Julie. I can hear Ferris snoring. Yeah, <laughs> he looks so cute right now. I don't really have a rapid fire, but we went to uh, Festival of the Masters this past weekend, and once again, just an awesome, awesome event. Um, the weather was all. The weather was great. The it just you almost er- said awesome again. I did. It was just. It's my favorite time of the year at Downtown Disney. I think there's no better time of the year to go walk around from West Side all the way to the marketplace. Just cover the whole thing. We went on Friday, so when we walked over to the marketplace, the the chalk artists they were just starting their design, so we couldn't see the finished product. But last year, you can get a pretty pretty good idea of what um what they're going to turn out to be i didn't think they had as many booths this year i don't know if it's the economy i don't know if or what but there were a lot of uh missing booths from last year we went on sunday i was amazed at uh how ingenious people are with the different mediums they use Mm -hmm. one guy had done stuff out of like bicycle chains he'd done sculptures out of bicycle chains there was a guy who did the stuff out of the um, soda pop bottle caps bottle caps oh, i love those i mean it's just you, you understand when people they say they paint or they carve or they do stuff they make jewelry it's, for people to think so far out of the box there's over by the house of blues between the house of blues and uh cirque du soleil they do a folk art section mm-hmm. and i always think that's really interesting mm-hmm. i like looking around and looking at the artwork but did you see the wire dresses yeah those as were a matter of so fact neat. we touched them because they looked soft <laughs> i know it looked like fabric and they were made out of like mesh it was very nice i um i'm very in- i think that folks who do the the folk art where they basically use um scrap it's it's like well we call Dada. It's found objects. Right. There was a lady who did cloth art. She did dolls and things out of. She made um cloth sculptures, and I thought her stuff was incredible. 
as an artist, this whole event's really inspiring. I mean, you, you walk around, I'm like, oh, I, I want to try that. You know, then I get home and I forget about it. But it's, you know, when I'm there, I'm like, oh, I really want to try that. And you can find some inexpensive things. Not everything is really, really expensive out of your price range. If you look around, you can walk away from this event with something. Oh, I mean, they had stuff, especially the last day. They were, people were selling, like, original art for, like, 10 bucks. Yeah. And you could pick up some really nice stuff. We bought a Christmas ornament. This uh, One of the gentlemen that we, I spoke to took layers of wood and dyed them different colors, like a balsa wood, and made a block out of all these different colors and then turned it on a lathe. So we've, made a, we've purchased a Christmas ornament, and I think it was, th- it was $35. We bought a bird for Ferris's room. This guy carves these birds, and then he, he adds all these antique pieces to it to make the feathers. And, oh. um, he uses taxidermy the- eyes, so they look real. It's white cedar. This one is a cardinal, so it's painted red. And it has, you know how tobacco used to be sold in cans and plugs? Mm-hmm. It has a tag from an old tobacco can on the back of the bird. And they use like old carpenters, um, rulers that he cut out for wings. It's really cool. Interesting like stuff. Ingenious stuff. The other thing I like too is they had food booths. Of course, I would like the food booths. Yeah, they had 18 food booths. It's basically the food and art festival. Mm-hmm. We did, uh, Raglan Road had. Um, a shepherd's, shepherd's pie, pie, but it was in a puff pastry. It was really good. I think they were four dollars. And um, Portobello had out some uh, pasta, a pasta dish that was now, really good. I didn't care for the reincarnation of Portobello, but they did have a pasta booth where you could make your own pasta. You didn't make it yourself. You designed your own pasta, <laughs> and again, it was three. Cook or four. your own food. <laughs> really, <laughs> this was. Um, this was a healthy portion. As a matter of fact, we took one, put some a cover on it, and my mom took it home for dinner. Did you see the mini cupcakes over on the marketplace side? I'm going to be honest we didn't with get you. That far. We didn't get that far. Can we... I just tell you they weren't many? <laughs> they were huge. Really? Were they? We started late in the day, so we only did the west side uh, this year. You can hear him breathing. That's yeah. so cute. Yeah, I'm sorry. <laughs> no, 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 no. That's fine. That's that's. No, I'm just. It's so, so cute. The poor thing. They did the festival a week later this year. Last year, it um, it was a week earlier with they. You can actually do this, and it was during Food and Wine Festival. I'll tell you, though, they had a great weekend for it. If they had done it a week oh. earlier, I don't know if we would have went. The weather was incredible. I like the fact that they don't overlap. It extends it a little yeah. bit longer. The other thing I like about this is it's free. Mm-hmm. It's free. There's no charge for it if you want, unless you decide to purchase something. So there's no admission. It really is like walking through a town because there are so many people out there. That's it. That's all the masters. Cool. Three-week event, November. Well, thank you very much for that, Corey. Kevin. Mine actually ties into that. We were at the Festival of the Masters, and I had mentioned that Starabilia on the west side was going to be a store called Little Mismatched. And we were in there this weekend, and we walked through, and it has opened. Um, Doesn't it bother you, though? I could not put Ferris and socks at it. Oh, I love that store. I'm sorry. I I, don't, I was going <laughs> to say. It's not our stuff, yeah. I don't, but I can see where Little girls would like it. I apparently don't spend enough time around pre-adolescent girls. They sold um, clothing for young ladies that doesn't match. Where is this at now? Uh, it's right next to... Uh, Where the big balloon ride is. Oh, right, okay. Right across from there. Right across from um, the pretzel place. Wetzel's, Wetzel's, Wetzel's pretzels. pretzels. And... They like they sell leggings, but the leggings aren't the same color and they don't match. And one's polka dot and one's striped. You get three of everything. I yeah, think. you yes. get a pair and a spare. And 
I, opening I, weekend, everything was what fifty percent off. Everything in the store oh. was fifty percent. It off. was packed. It is cute. Uh, just it is. Thing. I I just okay, don't. it's adorable. We went to the one when we were out in California. I went in there and dropped a hundred bucks on socks. Do you think this is a good match for Disney? Yes. Oh yes. Is it really? Yes. Is it? I think better than the store that was there. Oh, what yeah. signed autograph? Uh, you know, Rolling Stone posters, oh, whatever. Stella's going to be thrilled. The entire Kiss costume. Yeah, I mean, you know, it was kind of ridiculous. Yeah. Yeah. So you think Works for me. I it's didn't something know it someone on vacation would actually go and purchase? Oh, yeah. something? I think it's up if it's in a suitcase. Yeah. All right. It's cool. These kids were walking around there just, oh, mom, dad, look at these socks. Yeah. I want these socks. That don't you match. get three socks, but get none three of them socks. match. That's right. Well, I found they were all the same color. Like maybe they were green and blue. Right. But like one had stars on it, one had stripes, and then one had like dinosaurs. Circles, right. They yeah. were the same color family, so they did. Yeah, they do. Again, I don't, I don't have any pre-adolescent girls in my family, but I thought it was. Works for 14-year-olds, too. Grace loves hers, too. Everybody's dressed like Blossom. Yeah. Fancy. That's exactly the, what I thought. It's very Blossom. calls it fancy. <laughs> well. I'm right. excited about that. I'm glad. Cool. Yeah. You're excited about everything. Julie's next door tour. Oh, yeah. Looks like thrilled. You. Well, thank you for that, Kevin. John, what do you have? Keeping in the theme of stores, uh, they're going to have the second annual holiday passholder event at the World of Disney Store. Uh, Saturday, December 5th, 6.30 to 9.30 a.m. Passholders can save over 50%. You can meet Santa Goofy and have your holiday photo taken with him. The first 1,000 shoppers will receive a complimentary gift. They did this last year, but they did it uh, the weekend we had the Toy Story Mania party. Mm -hmm. I only know because Coco One was there. It was very popular last year. Mm-hmm. I'm glad to see it came back, actually. It's just a week earlier this year. It's a good perk for annual pass holders. Cool. Who are willing to get up at 630. Well, that's cool, though. Well, thank you for that, John. Kathy. I have two. If anybody's been excited for the, the lighting display at Epcot, they did away with the lights of winter. You know, the archway that was... Lit up and played very, music. Very, very sad. I think yes. that's terrible. It is. And they canceled it because the technology was obsolete. Yeah, they the know that's bold. That is I know. Bold. That's the official answer. So, <laughs> um, and, and that tell. I'm sorry. And that tells me if they're using an excuse like that, that tells me they are not only aware of what they're doing, they're also aware of the perception now that's starting to get out into the general public that they're cutting back on everything, that they're charging more, but they're giving you less. And so they're coming up with these these ridiculous excuses. The technology is that you know what? It doesn't matter what the technology is. It doesn't matter. It's it light bulbs. Was, it, was, it was dancing lights, and people liked them. Right. And it added a, it added a certain feel to the park. My thing is, when they took them down last year, they didn't know the technology was going to be outdated. You had and, an entire year to replace right. it or come up with something new. And is doesn't the sponsor of Illumination Siemens don't they make light bulbs? Mm-hmm. Have them help you. Well, the thing is, what are they trying to say? Are they trying to say that they can't replace the parts because they're They're, outdated? They're they're saying they don't even care enough to come up with a viable excuse. Okay? They might as well have just said, uh, I lost a bet in a poker game. And that's why we took it out. Or we don't feel like putting them up this year. or, Or we're too cheap to put them up. We're trying to save money. That... I would respect. I wouldn't like it, but I'd respect it. They came out with this 
the technology was outdated. It's, it's, it's friggin' blinking lights, you idiots. Let, let, let's say the technology was uh, is outdated. It's Disney. You can't replace you do, it. Take a look at what you're doing, like oh, next door at uh, the Osborne Family Lights. You can right. do stuff with lights. <laughs> you can okay. Build you have, a, you have some history. You have some history with the lights and the music and the moving. You can do something. You can't go over and borrow a strand of lights. I'm from just going to say an extension cord. Yeah, exactly. You can make a turtle talk. Yeah, and I—I I mean, I know <laughs> exactly as a, as a local or a townie, I'm not going to be going over to Epcot. A townie. She doesn't like the word local, so we made her townie. I'm like, are we living in New England? Is this a Stephen King novel? You know, I I know there was a lot of people on the boards that said that they weren't going to schedule a Christmas trip now because of this. Okay, that's a little bit severe. (laughs) Yeah, that's a little over the top. You know, I mean, there's some people that that were going to just throw another trip in there. I mean, it's not like, I don't think I'm not going to the parks because they don't sell gum. I would think that if they were at the point. Where something like that. This might have been the tipping point. That would, would have right. been the tipping right. point. Because if you're, you know. I know a lot of people have sent emails to Disney, which, you know, people do along the way, but this one seems to be a little more popular to send the email expressing their, you know. I think, I think people are mad as hell and they don't want to take it anymore. Right. I think you're right. I think if, if you're on the fence about if you're going to come and there's one more thing that's been taken away from you, that might change your mind. I don't think if people are going to come here anyway and plan a vacation right. that that's the thing that makes them cancel their trip. And the other thing, it's a good thing. Now you can get your um, Mickey hat ears embroidered in mouse gear. They've started to do that. instead of going They had the technology to do that. Right. We can embroider your mouse ears, but making the lights blink to music, that's just too much for us. The people down the street from us have their lights blinking to music. (laughs) They can figure it out. You can buy them in in Walgreens. Unreal. Unreal. Well, thank you very much for getting me worked up, Kathy. Walter, what do you have? For those who don't know, Space Mountain is currently in soft opening. The official reopening will be Sunday, November 22nd. Just in time for the holidays. Has anyone I can't had a wait. chance to stumble upon it in a soft opening? Not yet. The queue is going to be, I haven't seen it, the queue is going to be all interactive video games from what I understand. I think that's a job for uh, Super Intern. And one of the things supposedly Go ride Space Mountain. that people are reporting is, you Report know back next week. when Seriously. you went on TTA and you could see the cars going up, that there was like a... A strip that glowed on the Space Mountain cars, they took that glowing strip off. They didn't have the technology for reflective tape? <laughs> I guess so. So that's another thing you won't be able to see as you're going through. We tweeted this last week. We said possible soft opening for Space Mountain. All you have to do is go through Bob's garage. <laughs> yeah, really, for reflective tape? And Christmas lights, for that matter. Exactly. He had Christmas lights on his cart. He had Christmas lights. If it, if it couldn't run and hide, it had Christmas lights on it. That's right. <laughs> I have any yet, and the joke always was, if you stopped moving, she was going to put a bow on your butt. She you know had bows it, everywhere. You know what it looks like when you've got a five-foot tree and 50,000 lights on it? <laughs> really? It's like Moses' burning bush. It's a very Griswold Christmas. <laughs> I was about to say, it's like the National Lampoon's house yeah. on Christmas. Oh, it park. is. It's my favorite, favorite Christmas movie. Me too. Very close mind. second is the musical Scrooge with Albert Finney. Mine's okay. It's a Wonderful Life. See, I never liked It's a Wonderful Life. Oh, oh Corey, that's so sweet. I love all of them. I, I had never. No, no, your favorite is uh, 
It's going to shoot your eye out. Uh, oh, oh, yeah, Christmas. I'll shoot your eye Christmas out. Christmas Carol. Christmas, Christmas Story. Christmas Story. Well, I had never seen a Christmas Story or It's a Wonderful Life until I met Corey. Oh, my gosh. You're so deprived. <laughs> Not well, anymore, Teresa. She, she lived out in the bayou. <laughs> well, I lived in a cornfield, and I saw both of those movies. I loved It's a Wonderful Life. Apparently, you had more than three chances. You had electricity. You <laughs> 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 grew up in a major metropolitan area. You'll All right. Well, that will uh, that will do it for rapid fire this week. We are going to move on to our first segment, Teresa Eccles. Wake up, Teresa. I'm here. I'm here. Hi, this is Teresa. <laughs> Kevin it has a uh, a new segment. She's going to do once a month on the show, talking about what uh, discounts and specials are currently floating around. So, what, yeah. did, what did you find? Well, first I realized. More people are looking for this kind of thing because of the economy. There's always been people out there looking for a deal. People are always looking for deals. But Especially now, now, yeah. now it's a little more out there. Um, a lot of people are going to do whatever they can <clears throat> Excuse me, to still take that family vacation. Try to save money in their day-to-day lives. Their day-to-day lives. Stop. <laughs> okay. So, anyway, if you belong to a particular group like um, Florida resident, military, teacher, AAA, AARP, nurse, medical staff, or just having a child sometimes can qualify you for a discount or a special, whether it's a hotel, a restaurant. Um, Some things I learned, and I know you all know all this stuff because you've been doing this for years, but me being new. That's why I wanted you to do it because you're going to have the perspective of a lot of of our listeners. Right. So I, I didn't realize... Read the fine print on your annual pass. There's a lot of fun things you can get that, you know, it's not just an annual pass. It's not just free parking at the parks. Take a look at that booklet they give you. The little tiny reading, yeah. Or you can go to their website, and and I think our website has a lot of it on there. All three things that Disney gives you with the annual pass. (laughs) You also get the Mickey Monitor. That's where I read my rapid fire out of. That's right, yeah. But you can get... um, like up to 20% off food, beverage at certain restaurants you get. Yeah, that's usually for lunch. Merchandise, car rentals. I didn't know that. Um, sometimes discounts on rooms. I always forget to look at that little thing, and I never use it for eating or merchandise, which I'm going to do now. I'm going to glue it to my face or something so I know I have it, I have it with me, right, because I'm already in the park, so I know that. I have some glue. There's do some- you? <laughs> also, is uh, if you don't have the little card with you, or you mm-hmm. don't want to take the chance, time to read it, ask ask your server: Is there an annual pass holder discount? It doesn't hurt to ask. Right, exactly. What are they going to do? Right, hit tell you. you no. And even if you're not an annual pass, do you <laughs> As Bob used to say they can't hit you. That's okay. We'll do you offer in. AAA? Do you offer anything? Always ask. Always ask. Yeah, downtown Disney, a lot of the restaurants they'll do twenty percent off for lunch, and then at dinner they'll do ten percent. Correct. Wow. All right. Also, to do your research before you're going to take a trip, it's you're better be, better prepared. You know what you're going to put your money out towards and what you need to save your money for. Before I moved to Florida, I never even knew that people planned their dining going to Disney. I had no clue. I just thought you went in and man, I could never. That's why I never got a, a reservation. I guess. So anyway, a good place to start to look is on Disboards. Checked them out. Um, there's things there pertaining not just to Disney. There's all kinds of, um, I looked on the budget boards, and I found several threads that I thought were really cool. One was the th- the freebie thread, where you can get anything from magazine subscriptions, baby formula, nicoderm patches for free. 
people have the links on there to show you how to get to it or tell you how to get to it. I thought that was kind of cool. Mm-hmm. And I would make darn patches for your baby. Yeah, <laughs> I would mention if you're going to do that, set up a separate email. Yeah, because. The tendency seems to right. be then you get a lot more spam. Yeah. So set up like a disposable email account. For people that, wanting to sign up, tell them what's right. free. Oh, okay. So that when you sign up for this on the web, that then you're not inundated. And every so often you can just dump that email address and, and go to another one. That's an excellent tip. That is a good tip. Thank you, Kathy. You're I welcome. have one for you. Yeah. If you. We talk about going to Celebration Town Tavern all the time. Mm-hmm. If you have tables in Wonderland, they'll give you a 10% discount at Celebration wow. Town Tavern. That is good. Who has no affiliation with Disney, but I think that's kind of cool. That right. is kind of cool because they're in the area. But another um, thread that I found that I thought was kind of cool because I was just harping on my family two days before I found this for this very reason. And it's called the Pre-Holiday Pantry Challenge. And eat what is in your pantry. You know how you keep going to the store and you keep buying more stuff and stuff gets shoved to the back of the pantry? Well, the holidays come, your pantry's packed. Nobody's, the kids aren't eating that crap that's in there because they don't want it. They've been looking at it for a month. Eat it all up. You're saving money, even though the kids are fussing, and you're cleaning your shelves out for the holidays. So, I thought that was a good thread, Look, too. kids, tuna cookies. Really? <laughs> right. Oh, my kids are making some weird stuff. So. But, you know, if there's nothing else in the house, they're going to have to eat it. And you're saving money. But, you know, so anyway. I also found a a really cool website called OrlandoCoupons.com. And it's a wealth of coupons for all around Central Florida. And it's split into categories. And the categories are dining, nightlife, attractions, shopping, golf, transportation, services, malls, and hotels. And any one of these categories you click on and it gives you all these different things you can get. There's VIP coupon booklets worth hundreds of dollars for Prime Outlets, Florida Mall, and Premier Outlets. Um, what's the other mall? Millennium. Mm-hmm. They didn't have a coupon. Millennia. Book- Millennia. They didn't have a coupon booklet, but they did have free valet parking or a upgraded shopping bag. Your choice. That was kind of interesting. I thought An upgraded shopping bag. <laughs> Um, some of the other things I found were $10 off lunch or dinner with the purchase of two entrees at any of the Universal Hotels. You can print a coupon out for that. Oh, that's good. Priority dining at Bubba Gump's. Kind of a fast pass to the head of the line. The coupon to print out for that. So well, that was kind of interesting. If you like Bubba Gump's. Yeah. Well, fast you know. Fast pass, I'll pass. But you know what? It's not all about fine dining. You've got to think about the people that can't afford, because Denny's is on there, too. I think, I think Bubba Gump's is expensive. Yeah, Bubba Gump's, I was just going to say Bubba but Gump's just is think, not cheap. Uh, but other things. We're I already about- did Denny's before I ate a Bubba Gump's. <laughs> well, but there's something for, I'm just saying there's something for everybody. Right, right, right. Denny's has $5 off $20 total, or two kids eat free with every one adult. Now, that's a deal. That's a good deal. That's a good deal. If you're trying to save money. It's a good deal. It is, really. Now, is that a coupon you've got to print out for that? You do. You print out a coupon. Some of these things, you print out a voucher, like the VIP booklets at the malls. You print out a voucher, and then you go to theirs, go to the mall and get the booklet. Most of it's just coupons you print out. Mm-hmm. Print it right out. And this home. is all coming off the budget board? No, this is no, coming this off is... a website that I found, oh, okay. um, OrlandoCoupons.com. Um, also, there's a $5 off Gatorland or 50% off after 3 p.m. at Gatorland. I don't know why you'd want to be there in the evening at Gatorland. Well, I think there is a, a whole evening. Uh, if I'm not mistaken, it's like a whole evening show they do. Right. They did a Halloween thing at night. Oh, they did. It was We were going to go, but we ran out of time. I remember that. But um, car rental discounts, $10 off Pirate Dinner Adventure, discounts at SeaWorld. You can get $10 off a daily pass This is SeaWorld. all from this one site. All from this one website. Um, Cafe Tutu Tango. 
If you buy one sangria, you get $10 off your entire bill. That was kind of interesting. That's weird. Isn't that weird? Some of this stuff was just kind of bizarre, but it's... Well, Tutu Tango is a l- little bit bizarre, yeah, so... And then there's this place called Kids Night Out um, that comes to your hotel room to do babysitting. They've done it since 1998. Um, one free hour of childcare in your hotel room in Disney or... I, I don't know, it's like 120 hotels and resorts in Central Florida. That's kind of a good thing. I understand it's free if they don't give you all your kids back. Oh, well, it's even better. <laughs> Some of the other coupons and places, Tommy Bahama Tropical Cafe, Boston Lobster Feast, Todd English Blue Zoo, which I think was just valet parking, but still. Yeah, that's still, still. I mean, val- the valet parking, you know, which is a crime. They should not charge anybody valet to eat at those restaurants. It should be. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And was in there, too. Um, the Melting Pot, um, Hooters. Had some discounts in there if you like Hooters. It's just, it's not all oh, one type you of thing. Hooters had Valley Park. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. <It's okay. laughs> but it's just, it's not all one type of restaurant or place. They even had coupons in there to get your computer fixed from if you had computer issues, which I thought was kind of weird. Dollar fifty off um, per person at WonderWorks. I've never been to WonderWorks. That's that upside down building, mm-hmm. right? Over on uh, International Drive. Yeah. Okay. And here's one I know you'll like, John. Complimentary sleeve of Pro One golf balls, or ten dollars off your public green fees at Metro West Golf Club. Yeah, Tiger Magi over here. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't understand any of that. Free golf balls if you go play golf. Okay. Then I also discovered she's making fun of you. Is that what she's yes. doing? <laughs> Then I also discovered this other website called WDWinfo.com. Uh-huh. Have you all heard of that one? They have an entire section of Disney discounts, everything from room discounts, Disney Cruise Line discounts, shipboard credits, and this little thing called Official Ticket Center, where I, I didn't know anything about until I got on this website and was looking. It's really cool. I'm getting You're cramps. looking at me like I'm crazy. <laughs> but anyway, it's just... It's a wealth of information, too. You need to get And obviously, there. you know, uh, the official ticket center is a, a – we have a financial relationship with them just for the record. So. But cool. There's a lot out there. So every month I want to bring at least one or two websites to our attention and just see what's out there. Disney, Central Florida, ways to save money. I would also mention AAA has a show your card and save program that there's lots and lots of places – in Central Florida here that take it, and over at Universal, um, they'll give you a discount with your AAA card. Cool. Raglan Road, 20% off. I always found every year that I could use my AAA card enough that it paid for my membership every year. Wow. Earl of Sandwich is 20% off. Earl of Sandwich with AAA? Yep. Cool. Wow. They're out there to be found. So it doesn't have to be. It doesn't hurt to ask either. No, always ask. If you have a AAA card and an annual pass, everywhere you go, ask. What kind of... We're kind of goofing on Teresa, but we forget that Teresa doesn't have the background that we all have with Disney. Well, that's why I, I think I, I've come up with an idea. After first of all, this is a great segment. I really nice job, yeah. some yeah. really good. I don't some know really about that Orlando coupon site. No, never heard of it. I'm not going to stop um, goofing on Teresa, no matter what she does. Well, thank you, Kevin. I think uh, I think we might, you know, sometime around the beginning of the year, might have to have a, a challenge for Teresa. Oh, what's that mean? I think we might have a little challenge for you. Okay. Teresa's challenge. Formulating an idea. I got an idea for. Does it involve eating weird it's like things? Like Disney on a dime or no, something. Maybe, something along. Maybe something along those lines. I mean, because we Teresa for the very first time ate at Earl of Sandwich yesterday. I know. I had never eaten. See, there. like what I'm thinking is, we're going to give Teresa a certain yeah. amount of money, and with that, she's got a book 
Because, you know, you've really never booked a vacation at Disney No, I World. have not. I have not. Um, so give her a certain amount of money. Tell her these are the parameters. Well, I'll be this is what you six, have to do. Probably. This is what you have to do. For a certain number of people. For a certain number of people. Saturday. For a certain number of nights. That's cool. Including meals. You get to keep what you don't spend. So if we give you two thousand dollars to put p- p- this vacation, and you only spend fifteen hundred, you get to pocket five hundred. Kids are animal crackers. Animal crackers. But I think that would be a really. But, and you're going to give me a list of things I have to have there in this are, vacation. Yeah, there's going to be there's going to be yeah there's going to be parameters. But yeah, I think and that would be, be my challenge. Have to eat. I, I think that would be really cool. And it, I think you have to make it a challenge. I don't think it can be. Anything that can easily knock out of the park. I'm gonna. I'm can gonna I form- ask Tracy? I'm gonna formulate it a little <laughs> <No>. bit. <laughs> I'm gonna formulate it a little bit, and uh, you know, uh, with our first show of the new year, we'll uh, we'll unveil. Send me Teresa's. Out. We all have child challenge. and family services in our cell phones. I just want you to know. Oh, okay. Okay. Well, cool, Pete. Didn't know that was coming. So, well, like I said, I just thought of it. So. Just okay. Cool. Teresa. Well, great job, Teresa. Thank you very much. Thank you. Very cool. All right, we're going to move on to our next segment, and we're going to discuss the uh, recently announced details on the new Disney Cruise Line ship, the Disney Dream. And uh, as I mentioned earlier, uh, there are some things we had predicted on the show which have come to pass. But, John, I'm guessing you have probably more information than I do. Um, I have some details on the ship. Well, first of all, this has been a much-anticipated announcement uh, what were the details of the new ship? We knew the new ships were coming for some time and they were being built, but you know we didn't have any uh, exact information about what was going to happen on them. Uh, the Disney Dream is very similar in similar similar. <laughs> I can't say it's okay. Similar in style and color scheme to both the Wonder and the Magic. It's just larger, taller. Yeah, it's taller. It's a little bit longer, I believe. Uh, it has a 4,000 passenger capacity as opposed to whatever the... I think it's about 2,000, 2,300 on the... Uh, I thought it was 2,800 on it the... It might, might be 26, 2,800, you're right. Yeah. So uh, bigger capacity for more people and also um, some configuration changes. However, it's going to be almost identical in look if you look at the ships. So you're going to be able to see that um, they're sticking with the same basic designs for the new ship. Uh want to talk a little bit about, well, first of all, the, the Dream is going to be docked in uh, Port Canaveral, and it's going to be doing three, four, and five-night Bahamian cruises. A little weird. We thought it was going to be doing longer cruises. Yeah, so did I. I'm surprised. Uh, these are the cruises that actually, uh, for the wonder, don't sell. Well, that's. I think that's why they're doing it, because... Mm-hmm. Giving people an incentive to be on the yeah. new ship... Plus, they can take more people in right. on one ship. What we're thinking, too, is what we're seeing now also is a lot of people are doing back-to-back cruises. So they're putting together their own seven-night itinerary by doing a three-and-a-four-night back-to-back. Um, for the most part, so it's Bahamian cruises, so it's Castaway Key, Nassau, and a day at sea, depending on the length of the cruise. The uh, Besides the similarities, there is uh, some, some major differences as far as what the staterooms are going to be like on the new ships. A couple of months ago, Disney announced that they were redoing their category configurations for the Magic and the Wonder, and this was in anticipation of the Dream being announced. Instead of just having categories 1 through 12, now you had subcategories within that category. For example, 10A, B, and C, and it had to do with location on the ship, 
and things like that. So we're seeing a similar, similar, I can't say it. Yeah, what's the matter? The same basic idea, the same basic premise with the, with the staterooms. The biggest difference, though, is that um, the suites on the Dream sleep five people maximum, which is a pretty big change yeah. from the... And they're one bedroom. They're one bedroom from the Magic and the Wonder. And they're also located on the back of the ship, which is very unusual because you think that midship locations are prime. Yeah. And that's where they are on the Magic and the Wonder. So we don't know what the, the, the thinking is behind that. That's a big change. The other big change is we talked about this briefly in that they've added a Category 8 stateroom, which is an outside stateroom without a veranda but sleeps five people. So this has become a really big thing for families. In the past, if you wanted anything that slept five or more people, you had to go up to a suite. Categories one, two, three, or four, pay more money, or you had to get two staterooms. So now families of five can go into a category eight stateroom, which is nice. I think that's yeah. We give Disney credit for doing that. Um, inside the staterooms themselves, um, the uh, the look, the feel is very similar to what is currently on the Magic and the Wonder. One of the biggest changes, though, is that the beds have been elevated. So underneath the beds, there's storage now. So you can put your suitcases under the bed rather than in the closet. This is something that people are very excited about. However, the downside of that is that the beds can no longer be separated. Where before, you could take that bed and split it up into two. So if you had two single people traveling together, you could split the bed. Now you can't do that. Well, you better make sure the person you're traveling with you really like. Yeah, really. Or they're... Someone's going to be on the couch, yeah, on the pull-out couch. So that's sort of a drawback to that um, design. One of the biggest changes for staterooms is now all of the inside staterooms are going to have what they call a virtual porthole. I like that. Yeah, I, saw I, like, that. I like this idea. I have to admit, when I first heard about it, I thought it was cheesy. I oh, thought no, it was. No. I thought it was going to be a cartoon. I thought it was going to be like a movie playing when they first announced it they said it was going to be a virtual portal and every once in a while a disney character would swim by (laughs) that's how they announced it (laughs) and i thought i agreed with you i thought it was either gonna be a cartoon or it was gonna be a movie and they were gonna just play it over and over again there's actually a high definition camera outside of the ship in your basic location so you're going to see what's going on outside of the Definitely, show. That yeah. is cool. I love that. I, yeah. I love that idea. I think that's incredible. I think that's it's almost cool. as good, you know, in, in some ways, as good as having a, a real porthole. You can't open them right. anyway. Um, that is a genius idea. I think is it is. brilliant. Brilliant. Because you they, do lose track of day and night when you're in when an inside in stateroom. Yeah. They will have the characters go by, but it's going to be more keeping in theme. Like, for example, you'll see the boat from Steamboat Willie sail past as opposed to, you know... Like when he really goes by, we'll be able to see it. Right, exactly. As opposed <laughs> to being, like, you know, goofy out there or something like that. But that's how they're going to they're gonna introduce the characters. Uh, the other big change... Something that doesn't happen with a real portal. Exactly. Yes, that's exactly. One of the other changes, the big announcement, was the addition of this water coaster on the outside of the ship. It's called the Aqueduct, and that's because um, the mascot of the ship is Admiral Donald. Okay. So it's similar to the Keister Coaster at um, Typhoon Lagoon in that you're going to ride in a, in a, 
uh, crush and gusher. A tube. What's it called? Crush and gusher. What yeah, I was called? like, you call it keist or something. Keister, Keister coaster. coaster. The keister coaster is at the boardwalk. <laughs> oh, okay. That's right. <laughs> that's right. Crusher gusher? Crush and gusher. Crush and gusher. Okay. So it's the Sounds same painful. premise as that. You ride in uh, a tube of some sort or some sort of uh, little lifeboat, and there's enough pressure that it's going to actually push you along on a roller coaster type ride. I think it's ingenious. It looks cool, but it looks scary. And wait a minute. It shoots you out into the water? Or no, no. no you're yes, it shoots you out into the ocean. You're, you're in an enclosed tube. So you 14. can't fall off. No, you can't yeah. fall off the slide. You'll be in an enclosed well, tube. Well, but that's what makes it exciting is that, you know, you may live, you may not. We'll send Max first because... Yeah, I'm not going to go in the tube that goes out over the water. No, I don't think so either. It's going to be plexiglass oh. and you're going to be Holy out. Holy crap. Oh. Is that... <laughs> Corey is showing her pictures. <laughs> no way, no way, no way, no Teresa, way. do you ever go on the disc? Because it's been there like Yeah, really. <laughs> this information is not going to discounts, okay. You seem to find a new website. <laughs> really? <laughs> Maybe you should look around. <laughs> very exciting, very cool. But it does look pretty cool. One of the things that people are saying already is what's, what's it going to be like as far as waiting in line to go on this? It's going to be very popular. We're so. going to be able to see up your bathing suit, too. <gasps> yes, it's going to be Wedgie City. No, you're in a little boat. You're in a little, a little... Yeah, but have you ever ridden in one of those little tubes? Your butt drags Yeah, but you're not going to see anything from, you know... Underneath? Your butt, yeah, right. that water rushing at you is going to push that bathing suit oh, okay. up. Yeah, it's, but you, you're sitting on something. I don't know if it's a clear... You're going uh, to the, the, see the bottom of the raft. You're not going to see anything. I don't, and I don't think the tube. bottom of the tube is clear either. No, well, the, I thought it was like an open tube. It's not open. Right. Herberts. Well, thank God. <laughs> I'm not going then. The other thing, is, the other thing I think is uh, going to be interesting is any of those tube rides in any of the theme parks, water comes out of the seams. So I'm going to say how they handle that above deck. Because part of this is going to be above deck and right. going over it's your actually, head. Yeah, going above people laying out. Yeah, so I'm wondering well, how How fast it. are they shooting you through this little thing? 25 miles an hour. You made that up. <laughs> It's got to be fast enough where you're actually moving so up and no down No one's going to stop and enjoy the view. You're just shooting through this tube. Yeah. I don't think it's going to be like when you go make a deposit at the bank. <laughs> <laughs> I think you'll be able to enjoy some of this. Scene. Are you ready? <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Mrs. X. <laughs> oh, my gosh. So very excited about that. Yeah. Well, that seems to be really the very very excited about the new ship. It really sounds great. It does sound great. Uh, the The restaurants are basically the same. There's going to be a Palo on this ship as well. It's going to be uh, updated and changed a little bit. There's going to be an animator's palette on this ship as well. What we understand, the technology has improved, so it's going to be a better experience, overall experience of the restaurant changing color. I have and a question. Why would why wouldn't they bring in different restaurants? Why are they still there? Are there are new restaurants? They did. There's going to be the Royal Table, Kevin's which is going to be a princess meal. Okay. And there's going to be a because we don't have enough of those. There's going to be a restaurant called the Magic Garden, and that's going to during your dinner service, uh, you'll be in a greenhouse where it will turn from morning until evening. It's Enchanted Garden. Enchanted Garden, Magic Garden. Wow. Wow. The garden. Now it's uh, it's scheduled to uh, the maiden voyage, January twenty sixth, two thousand eleven. Any staterooms left on that? Actually, I think there are some staterooms left. Most of them probably at this point are in guarantee status. What Disney did was when they uh, released these initially for sale, and actually now too, you have to uh, pay for your deposit by the end of the day. 
And your deposit's non-refundable. Your deposit's non-refundable. So they want to make sure you're serious about being on these, what they're calling these uh, three of them that are their quote-unquote maiden voyage. Last one in January, the first two in February. So I think that's... Now is it only for, is it only for those sailings that you have to pay the deposit by the end of the day? Correct. Or? Correct. Only though for but those... But the normal deposit voyage. policy applies other times. Correct. Okay. Um... I lost my train of thought. They were they were anticipating those being very popular and people booking those up quickly, so they wanted to make sure they put some policies in place. So that's why I, think I can understand that. Yeah, I can really. We want you to be serious about going on these cruises. And if we can go back to the the categories for a minute, the cast members when you call in seem to. I mean, they're not familiar with it like everybody else isn't. But I called three times, and three times they told me there were no navigator verandas. On the ship, there are. So if you're used to, you know, the, the solid wall verandas, they do have them on the new ship. Or if you don't want them, then you need to switch categories. But, I mean, I called three times to check on this, and they go, oh, no, there is none on the new ship. That's yes, what you had in May, right? Is that the kind of Yes. Re- yeah, yes. I like that. Mm-hmm. One of the, the, the reasons for these different categories is because the uh, structure of the ship makes it so that some of the – the verandas have to be solid wall as opposed to being plexiglass. So that's why you have within a category different choices, A, B, and C. As you get to these ones that might be less desirable, something with a solid wall. You had to go to a a category five to get the plexiglass one. Right. So that's what they've done is they've sort of broken it up so that you've got choices within the category to get what you want if you're willing to pay for it or to take your chance of not getting that. Um, as we learn more about the ship, we're learning more and more about the staterooms. Like on the, the Magic and the Wonder, you know, we know these staterooms inside and out. The Dream, obviously, we don't. So we're figuring out things like laundry location and stuff like that. And like Kathy said, you know, where the navigator verandas are and um, items of that sort. Obviously, we've been uh, booking the new ship like crazy. So I've had the agents send me some information about um, sample pricing that they've been getting. Uh, again, it seems to be the maiden voyage is the most popular. These are ones that people really want to be on. And an example is on the maiden voyage, January 26, 2011, two adults in a Category 5E stateroom with insurance, $3,350. That high? Yeah. Not as high. That's, that's high. A, especially for a January sailing. Yeah. Especially for January. So. Because that's pretty much as cheap as that room's going to get. Now, the suites are really expensive. Suites are, are crazy expensive. June 12th, 2011. It's a five night sailing. Two adults, two children, 15 and 11 in a category R. That's the highest stateroom you can get. It's a, like uh, the Walt Disney suite? Right. Their version of it on the new ship. $12,810 oh for a five-night sailing. A little crazy. Uh, yeah, but that's for the... That's right. That's for that's the, the presidential suite. Right. That's the best I mean, on the ship. It still only sleeps five people. Or the little fake portal rooms. Are they cheaper? I am getting you some pricing on those. Give me one second. For the maiden voyage, one of the uh, virtual porthole rooms, 10A, an inside stateroom, two adults... $2,252.34. That's no insurance, no transfers. So 
you could definitely get this for um, a reasonable price, quote unquote. If you're willing to travel in an inside stateroom, you're going to pay more for um, those more popular sailings. You're going to pay more for peak seasons as you would on any other cruise ship. And those peak seasons are generally when the kids are out of school. So if you're willing to do that. As far as the rest of the sailings go, we're not seeing anything fill up, anything being um, crazy busy yet. So if you're looking to sail on the Dream in its first year, I think you're going to have a good shot at it. Um, I do want to mention one other thing, which is related to this, but also talks about the magic and the wonder, um, holiday sailings for 2011. We had originally heard that the Magic and the Wonder were going to do special 10 and 11 night holiday sailings, and those have been changed. So there's no longer 10 and 11 night sailings at the end of 2011. Um, The Magic will be doing Eastern and Western alternate 6 and 8 night sailings, depending on the date, and the Wonder is going to be doing uh, alternate 7 and 8 night Mexican Riviera sailings in December of 2011. So we had a lot of folks who were anticipating these special 10 and 11 night sailings that just never came to fruition. We also understand that the Mediterranean cruises for 2011, the magic being in the Mediterranean, have been pulled. A large number of them at the end of the summer have been pulled. We're not exactly sure what's going on, if they're going to change those schedules. When you say end of summer, you mean late August? Or? Yeah, we're talking about, actually, I think it's the end of June through up until the point of the transatlantic oh, cruise in they're, September. They're, then they're doing a, yeah, they're doing something. I mean, I don't know what they can do. They can't turn the ship around and bring it back because they've pretty much filled up a transatlantic cru- cruise in September. They did send in August. We did hear that they would be calling the people who this affects. Interesting. And no no buzz or rumor about no. Actually, I had heard that today, the day that we're recording, that there's going to be some kind of meeting about this, and we might have more information. So probably by the time the show goes up, it'll be okay. already out there on the boards, and you'll know more than we do at this point. But, you know, it's one of those things where Disney keeps us on our toes. And you think you get something figured out, and they go and throw us a yeah. curveball. So we're really excited about the new ship. It looks great. Um, yeah, it does. I'm very, very excited about it. I... I uh, well, I mean, we've been waiting for this for we've been waiting for a long time. So when are we going? There's already been Listen some. To her. Well, they want to know if Podcast 3.0 is going to be on the Dream. Uh, you know what? Let's get past 2.0 first. Exactly. <laughs> past Dizapalooza. We're first. talking about you know what we're going to do for 3.0, and it's very possible that it will be on the Dream. A lot will depend on how it falls schedule wise and things like that. But yeah, Pete said, let's get through what we got to get through yeah. first. I think we should have a Dis meet at the inaugural sailing. Do you? Mm-hmm. People who want to come over to Port Canaveral. Oh, I thought you meant on the ship. I no, thought, no, how no, are we no, going to no, book no, that? No. To go over and watch the ship set sail. Oh, no. I'll just cry the whole time. Because I'm not on the ship. On really? yeah, right. Just watch it pull out. <laughs> how depressing is that? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Sorry. Raining on your parade. It'll be on the news. I'm You're sure. not raining on my parade. I'm still going. Goodbye, oh. lucky people. It's, uh... And at the new port security rules, where are we going to watch it from? 528? <laughs> Yeah, really. <laughs> That's right. Come on to my house. There's that bridge where I can watch it pull out. By. Get out of the jetty park. You, I was just going to say, all you have to do is go out on the beach and watch it pull right around. I'll be there. I'll, I'll go with you, Kathy. Okay. And no. when is this? What day? January 26, 2011. It is on our website. Were you sleeping? No, I knew it was in. I remember it was right when I turned 50, so. 
Well, that's it is. It's very exciting. Um, can't wait to see it. Now, you think? Do we think the uh, the other one, the fourth ship, is going to be identical to the third, or do you think yeah. they'll do something different? Well, I think we'll see, probably see different restaurants, but we're going to see it's the exact same specs mm. as as the dream. So we're going to see pretty much the exact same layout. You know, who knows what they'll do if they'll do that uh, the water ride on it or not, or they'll do something different. Does it have a name yet? That fourth ship is it the fantasy? The fantasy. fantasy, I think. Fantasy. So. Cool. All right. Well, thank you very much for that, John. And uh, our final segment this week, um, our own special correspondent, David Parfit, had the opportunity during uh, the Food and Wine Festival to uh, talk to Andrew Zimmern, the uh, host of Travel Channel's... Uh, bizarre World b- and Bizarre Food. Bizarre Food. So uh, here is David and actually Teresa. Teresa was there. Uh, yeah, I was there. Was there with them. Uh, interviewing Andrew Zimmern from the Travel Channel. Greetings, everyone. This is David Parfit, special correspondent for the Diz Unplugged. And today is Friday, October 30th, and I am currently at Epcot for the International Food and Wine Festival with my friend Teresa Eccles. Also here this weekend is Travel Channel personality Andrew Zimmer, host of Bizarre Foods with Andrew Zimmern, and his newest show, Andrew Zimmern's Bizarre World. Andrew is also the author of the new book, The Bizarre Truth, How I Walked Out the Door Mouth First and Came Back Shaking My Head, just released this fall. So Andrew has taken some time out of his busy schedule to join us and talk about his experience here at the festival. So thank you very much, Andrew, for joining us. My pleasure. Good to see you guys. How has your visit to Walt Disney World been? Magical. This is our third time here, and we just adore it. There's nothing that I don't love about Walt Disney World. Well, I was going to ask if you were a Disney fan, so I think it answers that question. Yeah, huge. I actually, last Christmas time was the first time I'd ever been here. I never was here as a child. Right. Yeah, so it was, I mean, I just found it fascinating that, you know, when I was here with my son for the first time and my wife, I just, I, I think I had the best time of everyone. So uh, now that he's another year older, I think his joy has eclipsed mine this finally this trip but yeah we're huge disney fans this is a fun time to come to being down here for halloween and you're not a stranger to florida either on your recent episodes of bizarre world you were recently (laughs) in florida yeah we shot an episode of bizarre world down here that was just absolutely crazy it was nuts i mean i love the content that i produce for travel channel and for my book life the professional content that i'm responsible for is is so joy-filled because I get to uncover hidden sort of tribes and cultures, and it's twice as fun when you can do it in your own backyard right under other people's noses. Most people in Florida don't know about County Line Dragway, where mm-hmm. you can just race whatever car you drive up to the parking lot with and do it against the cops or other people. They don't know that you can go to uh, Lips in Fort Lauderdale and have a gospel brunch hosted by drag queens that's family-filled it's a miraculous kind of place. Tarpon Springs, the sponge diving capital of this side of the world, is now booming again after the 40-year tidal issues that sort of diminished the sponging trade. And the old-timers there, who are Greek immigrants, still sponge dive in the ancient helmets. I mean, and things I, like that are just spectacular. And, of course, the food that goes along with it. I remember that part of the episode, too, where they were putting the, the helmet on you and you were having trouble with the, the claustrophobia. And I was I was right there with you. And my wife has big problems with claustrophobia. And I was thinking there's no way that you would ever get her in that. It was extremely 
extremely difficult. In the program, we show them putting the helmet on me twice. I actually did it three times because they did it once for about 10 seconds, once for about a minute, and then finally left it on, and I tried to go over the side. So I kind of warmed up to it a little bit, but it's petrifying besides being claustrophobic. Yeah. yeah. Sounds wonderful. It's fantastic. <laughs> but see, I do it so you don't have to. Exactly. You've really turned the term bizarre into your brand. Mm-hmm. However, I really noticed during your television shows that you're really trying to redefine that term, Mm -hmm. bizarre, and asking your audience to think about what they consider truly bizarre. Would you agree with that assessment? Yeah, I actually have. I've had about 17,000 interviews, and I always have to tell people that I'm redefining the word bizarre. So you've, you've hit the nail on the head. You know, it's a TV show. And I wanted the the title also to be thought-provoking. So when the show first rolled out, we had a bit of a um, gap between what we were trying to do and what the audience was perceiving. Once three, four, five shows rolled out, people realized that if they thought about it, wow, they're saying, you know, this is a bizarre food or a bizarre world. But that looks really similar to what my grandmother put in our plate when we were younger. That looks really similar to what I eat at my Uncle Henry's house. Or that's really similar to what we just thought was delicious when we visited Mexico or Thailand or Australia or China or London. So the idea of being able to to alter people's perspective by using a word that that conjures up a pejorative connotation for folks right away and realizing that, you know something, bizarre is beautiful. What's weird to one person is everyday commonplace fair to another, I think is the most important part of our show. Number one, I love telling stories from the fringe. I think they're more interesting. But I think more importantly, and, and we really believe this, is that by going around the world and sharing the things we have in common, even if they're strange to us, but we all love food. We all love adventure. We all have some sort of belief system, even if your belief system is to not have a belief system. So that's why we explore spiritual pathways in our show and uh, and try to do it in a lighthearted manner. But we want to show people that as the, as the world is getting flatter, the more we celebrate the things we have in common, the less time we'll spend talking about our differences. And I think that's really important. I agree. One question I have for you, though, is do you think that this spread, this globalization, while in some ways it is very good to recognize the differences in everybody, do you think it's also homogenizing of course it is. the culinary landscape somewhat? Of course it is. And that's why it's very important for people like myself to be out there and show folks Hey, in this, in Northern Thailand, they're still dispatching a water buffalo and selling the parts underneath a tree at the place where those two roads come in contact. The problem is that 20 years ago there were two dirt roads. Now one is paved. Next year two will be paved. Then there'll be a city. And in a couple more years there won't be people selling meat that way under the shade of the tree in a little teeny town with no no name six hours north of Chiang Mai. And I think that's what's important. If we let people know what's out there, they have an option to pursue it on their own. And I think that performs a valuable service too. As the world homogenizes, so do new things pop-up that we were never doing before. We're the food from molecular gastronomy to lemons and watermelons uh, shaped like uh, Mickey Mouse That's right. that you have here in the in the big greenhouses. So, I mean, it's the world moves forward. And I think it's a lot of fun. I'm a food guy. And you're a food guy, and you're going to be doing some demonstrations just in a little bit here at, yeah. at Epcot. Yeah, doing a Thai recipe, uh, a lemongrass and chili roasted, wok roasted uh, quail dish. Very, very popular in, in Bangkok. Sounds great. Yeah, it's good stuff. Can you talk a little bit about your book, The Bizarre Truth? So is this going to be uh, more of your travel experiences? Yeah, I I thought it was, you know, 
I thought the first book would be a cookbook. I thought that would happen five, six years ago. Right when I was ready to sign the deal for the cookbook, I signed the contract to the TV show, and we decided from a business standpoint, well, let's wait and see what happens with the TV show. If it if it ends up getting picked up, we'll consider doing a book that's more about food and travel. And then the show got popular, and we just kind of waited for the to release the book when the Bizarre World, we knew for a year the Bizarre World would roll out this September, so we just sort of waited and the idea behind the book is to, you know, allow me to, A, tell some behind-the-scenes stories that there's no room for when you're presenting the scenes on the show, and also to talk about, you know, my family life and the other things that were important to me and that influenced me. I think a lot of folks were interested in how I thought and how I grew up and the, the questions that seemed to come up all the time in interviews like this were ones that I wanted to make sure I addressed and wove throughout the book by telling I think, fun, interesting stories from the fringe about the things that I've seen around the world. I've been told it's a great read and really funny. I'm biased. I think, <laughs> I think it is. But, yeah, I think it's wonderful. If, if you love food and you love travel, you'll love the bizarre truth. It seems like the Epcot Food and Wine Festival here is a, it's a good fit for you as well. Is there anything in particular that caught your eye from here in the festival? Well, you know, we were at Epcot last night. I mean, I just got here yesterday, and we finally got – done and unpacked and got everything settled at like 5 o'clock and immediately ran out to hit the Magic Kingdom until it closed at 7 and then ran over to Epcot afterwards. And I was strolling around, and I love Epcot. It's it's one of my favorite places. It's a great park. I remember when we were here last Christmas and folks said, oh, you just missed the food and wine month. And I thought to myself, you know, that is a great, great thing. You know, I'd love to come see that. And I thought to myself, I should really do something there, too, and, and present some stuff to folks. And we thought with the book and everything coming out, it would be absolutely perfect. So last night, we're strolling around, love the fireworks, love the Mexico ride. Went on the Mexico ride five, three times with my son, back to back to back. What I love your son? Five, almost five. What I love most about what I saw last night in Epcot is that besides all the staggering offerings that are there 12 months a year, all the little kiosks with the other countries that don't necessarily have a chance to have a full pavilion yeah. on the Epcot campus with all the smaller tastes of things. And just walking by the Argentina booth last night and the smell of the empanadas and people lining up and talking about it, I just think it's a great conversation for parents to have with their kids. And what's great about Disney is it allows people to explore different ideas and different cultures. And certainly, most importantly, that's sort of the mission at Epcot. And that fits my brand really well. It does. It really is great to show people that there's more to theme park food than burgers Mm -hmm. and fries. There's a lot of different offerings out there. Yeah. Seems like a nice fit. It's cool. We had fun. Excellent. Teresa? I wanted to thank you for um, introducing Haggis to me. Oh, fantastic. Yes. I had watched the show, the Scotland show. Yeah. And immediately got on our board to even ask anyone if they had ever tried Haggis. Yeah. Two weeks later, I get Haggis from Scotland. It arrives from one of our listeners. I love that. Oh, it's wonderful. I, and I'm like, one of, one of my children tried it. Well, here's the here's the interesting thing. Haggis is one of those foods that, and for those that don't know, it's it's oatmeal and the pluck of a sheep or lamb ground up with spices and put inside a casing, often natural, meaning one of the organs from the lamb, either intestines or stomach, is used, and it's boiled. And historically, it's it's probably my favorite food to talk about because every country in the world has its own version of that dish. In our ancient caveman days, we were in Station Earth, what, Spaceship Earth? Spaceship Earth, Earth, yes. Last night, and the very first diorama that you see, the first display, is the four or five hunters with spears taking down the woolly mammoth. 
And when those hunters were successful with an animal, all the meat, all the skin, all the bones were utilized for food, materials, clothing, crude weapons, cooking utensils. And the meat could be smoked or salted or simply dried in some fashion or left for a little while. I mean, you can let meat sit for a couple hours before you grill it. Nothing's going to happen to it, you know, roast it over your fire or eat it raw. However, the pluck of the animal, all the naughty bits, and the, and the blood, you have to deal with that right away. And there are these natural sort of casings right there as you're cleaning the animal. So without being too graphic, every country – maybe that was too graphic already uh, – without you know, every country in the world that has people who are hunting are going to have to have a dish that deals with that. Yeah, I love that. Epcot, they have all the different fruits from the countries. Do you think it's a good representation of what's truly in those countries? Absolutely. Here's the deal. Just like my show, we, you know, I'd love to educate and be newsy all the time, but I have to put my important messages in 80% of entertainment. If you wanted to focus purely on the food, you'd have no customers. Many restaurants outside of these gates, uh, you know, all around the world, have gone bankrupt or insane trying to be as authentic as possible and trying to educate. And oftentimes, you have to remember that what we all do sometimes is a blending of art and commerce. So the best thing that, for example, the Argentina booth can do is not present some arcane indigenous tribal food utilizing some small little jungle rodent, even if that's something that's very popular down there, because quite frankly, you're going to have fewer people wanting to access that product. What you do is is you sell them empanadas and have them go, wow, Argentina's got some really cool food. And then the next part of the conversation is, well, you know what else they have? Because then then you've engaged people in the right way. And you can see people here at Walt Disney World fully engaged, fully turned on all the time. And I think once you get, you know, it's like my kid last night in Space Station Earth. Spaceship Earth. Spaceship Earth. The big golf Why do I keep getting that wrong? Yeah, exactly. Uh, Teresa has trouble with that one, too. He loves that. I mean, the moment, you know, if you told him, you know, honey, we're going to take a walk through history and blah, 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 disconnect. But you get in there, and once you present material that engages them, they're off to the races. I just think it's fantastic. I, I think you're exactly right. That's the really nice thing about Walt Disney World with the cast members. If you can really engage them, especially here at Epcot and in places like Animal Kingdom Lodge, where you have the people from Africa, the people from the countries that are fixing the dishes mm-hmm. and ask them those questions. How how authentic is this? And you can get to start to hear their stories. It's, mm-hmm. it's amazing what you can learn. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Well, Andrew, thank you very much for taking the time to, to talk with us. I My really pleasure. appreciate it. Enjoy the rest of your visit here. Thank you very much. This is David Parfit signing off for the Diz Unplugged. Thanks for listening. All right. Well, thank you very much for that, uh, David, and thank you, Andrew Zimmern, for Sitting down with him. Has anyone else noticed uh, how how much better uh, David's uh, interviewing skills are getting? Oh, it's uh, great. He did an amazing. This is a great interview. He does I also think he's he, he amazes me because he's kind of fearless. I'm just going to go and get this guy, and he's going to interview. And yeah, I can interview. No, he's got no fear at all. I think that's incredible. You know, he didn't know up until the day before if it was going to work or not. I was getting emails from him saying I haven't heard back, and then he finally got connected with somebody at, at Disney, and it came through. And he, we've even. Uh, we were going to go back for the book signing later, but the, they'd already cut off the book signing and you couldn't get in line after a certain time. He contacted Andrew's people, and he's going to sign a copy of his book for me and send it to me. Oh, isn't that, isn't nice? that sweet? I mean, he's a very nice guy. Real interesting. It was a really interesting interview. Yeah. David does a lot of um, prep work before he goes in, I think. A lot, he had a lot of notes. He knew exactly what he was going to do. So I was impressed with him.
Was this? Is he a nice guy? David? Yeah. No, oh, yeah. David's a really nice guy. <laughs> Andrew? He yes, nice guy? he is. When we were sitting there waiting, and he walked in. We didn't even recognize him because he had like a, a beard going on, and he had a hat on. Then he took his hat off, and I saw his, you know, bald head. I knew it was him, but very nice guy. We had heard ahead of time that he was he didn't like to do interviews. Someone had told us that, and I didn't feel that way at all. I mean, he didn't. He was very engaging and. Now, when you were asking your questions, were you, like, in the back of the room? <laughs> I was. We were sitting at a round table, and, and David's got this cool little mic, kind of like what we're using here, only smaller, that he sets up. And it was facing Andrew, and kind of between the two of them, I was off to the side. So With her tin cannon strength. <laughs> and I did not know David was going to ask me to if I had any questions, so I wasn't really prepared. But I brought haggis right up in there, you know. I love my haggis. Yeah, I had to go right for the haggis. I knew it. I knew it. I knew that was yeah. That was a lovely discussion about, you know, the pluck, <laughs> the, the the casing. <laughs> Let's take all the innards and then. But what do, what do we? This we eat sausage. That's right. That's what he said. You know, it's, yeah, that's different. Okay. <laughs> I'll try anything once. No. Otherwise, oh yeah. No, I won't. No, I won't. Not haggis. No. Yeah. It was a really good interview. Good time. It was a great interview. It was a great interview. So thank you very much, uh, David, for that. Thank you, Andrew uh, Zimmern, uh, for taking the time to talk to us. Thank you, Teresa, for your segment on this week's show. Thank you, John, for the information on the Disney Dream. Thanks, everybody, for uh, participating. And thank you all for listening. That is going to do it for our show this week. We hope you enjoyed it. God willing, we will be back again. Don't say that. <laughs> Knock wood. <laughs> Next week with another edition of the Diz Unplugged Roundtable. Have a great week, everybody. And remember, stay out of the damn lakes. 